This episode of Grumpy Old Geeks is brought to you by FreshBooks. To claim your 30-day free trial with no credit card required, go to freshbooks.com slash grumpy and enter Grumpy Old Geeks in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Grumpy Old Geeks, a weekly talk show hosted by Brian Schulmeister and Jason DeFilippo discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame. Welcome to Grumpy Old Geeks. I'm Jason DeFilippo. And I'm Brian Schulmeister. Howdy doody, Brian. (laughs) How are you, Jason? Apparently we both have stories to tell each other, as we were just mentioning before we started. I don't know if you saw my Instagram post yesterday. I blocked dogs. No, it wasn't dogs. It was a a friend of mine who I don't think is very much of a friend hmm. gave me a really nice bottle of Avion tequila. Okay. And I had I had some things to celebrate yesterday. And I, I had a little bit of Avion. Mm-hmm. But I was supposed to go out to dinner with a friend who flaked on me at the last minute. So you had more? I just was sipping tequila, talking on the phone with friends for about six hours. And then I noticed I can't feel my legs. <laughs> and then I looked and I'm like, oh, half the bottle's gone. And I haven't eaten anything. Oops. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get hangovers anymore. Except for today. (laughs) Oh, my God. I stopped drinking hard liquor a while ago for this very reason. And now I remember why. Yeah. At least it was a good tequila. Avion Gold is like 50 bucks a bottle. It's not bad tequila, but it's still tequila. Yes. You you cannot uh, drink hard alcohol as you would wine or beer so if you oh. if you plan on a six-hour marathon catch up with people session I, I suggest staying away from the hard stuff oh i wasn't planning on it it just it's one of those things that just happened but i had something to celebrate so i no longer work for the art of charm oh whoa new news big news i work for the jordan harbinger show ah wow <laughs> a little split off there okay yeah we've rebranded and uh if you're a fan of the art of charm and the jordan harbinger show now we'll be covering it in an upcoming episode of probably fan mail friday but yeah it's uh big news new show art i got to play around in photoshop this week working <laughs> on the art and as we were kind of joking before the show nothing is where it used to be no. something that i've done since 1992 is no longer where it was last week and i'm like oh, every single time they push out an update they move the five tools that i use all the time i know it's like come on thanks guys yeah and i still haven't gotten the hang of pixelmator so i just stick with photoshop i mean come on i've been using photoshop since version two it's like it's kind of hard to change it is it is you know brand loyalty yeah really i mean god (laughs) i've stolen how many thousands of dollars worth of photoshop that's right i only justify it by by knowing that i have paid adobe over a quarter of a million dollars in software licenses at my various jobs this is very true i know it's not legal justification for it but (laughs) i can sleep at night right so brian what's your story oh yes well i was very excited to do this show and as you may have noticed in our show notes um i kind of didn't get around to a lot of the links i put in there I'm taking the kid out a lot more. It's it's time. It's it's socialization. You know, he needs to do that. And there are two things I've noticed about uh, kind of you know going to classes and being around a bunch of other kids. Uh, first off, is the pure animal human nature. We 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 need to be so- socialized. Uh, as a kid, here's what happens: uh, they see a toy that they like that some other kid has. They push the kid down. They take the toy. Now, then they immediately are no longer interested in the toy unless some other kid wants the toy in which case it is the most important toy in the universe. That is just human nature, and we have to basically instruct our kids to not be that way and join society. And most of us do that. Uh, most of us uh, learn 
to get away from these behaviors. And those of us that don't, well, they become, you know, Silicon Valley CEOs or say president or podcasters <laughs> or podcasters in Jason's case. Uh, so that's the first thing I noticed. The second thing I noticed is that kids are just disgusting Petri dishes and you're sick all the time. Like my kid has basically had a cold for two months. And uh, when your kid has a cold, you get a cold. Thursday night is when I usually go back and, and review all the articles. I read the ones that you put in. I, I review the ones that I put in. We put in our little comments that we want to make about all the different stories. And, uh, well, you know, I basically, uh, after, uh, you know, a couple glasses, probably too much of, of uh, NyQuil, or you know, by NyQuil, I mean wine, um, yeah. I passed out. <laughs> adult NyQuil. <laughs> Yes, I had some adult NyQuil and probably too much of it, just as as you were, and uh, I passed out. So uh, we're going to wing it on some of these stories, basically, is what uh, I'm saying. The great hangover <laughs> episode of 2017. Yeah, I wish I was hungover. Oh, well. The one thing I have to say is I would never would have thought this would be a hangover cure, but uh, ginger kombucha has actually made me feel a thousand percent better, which has gotten me to about 10 percent of human. But <laughs> Excellent. I, I basically sip on green tea kombucha all day long, so... Ah, look at you fancy pants. I can't afford to do that, but hey, every now and again, I'll go I'll go uh, float the big bucks for some ginger kombucha. So let's get to some of the stories. Um, okay. I think we should start with uh, the fact that we are actually on Spotify. Yes, we discovered that right after I asked the question <laughs> when recording last week. But the, and not only were we on Spotify, we had been on Spotify for quite some time, according yeah. to uh, some of our listeners. <laughs> Well, yeah, that, that's that's the level of research you get here, grumpy old geeks. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I guess I should go check that. And lo and behold, yes, there we were. Because, yeah, God forbid they notify you that you. Yeah, made that's it uh, uh, somebody I can't remember who. Sorry about that. Uh, pointed out on Patreon that we had been on for two weeks or so. And I wrote back saying would have been nice if they would have like notified us. Yeah, hey, you're you're on our service now. Oh, Unfortunately, maybe. we're not in any of the listings. So it, we should be under tech, but we're not. There's only of course, there's like, you know, five by five shows that have been dead for like five years that are on there, but right. we are not, uh, we're not there. So yeah. uh, you have to manually search, but if you just go to GOG.show slash Spotify, it'll take you directly to the link. If you do that on your mobile phone or uh, even on your computer, it uh, will give you the link to open in Spotify and then you can add us and subscribe and follow us there. If you like, make it easy for you. Uh, big news. Obviously uh, the FCC has voted to uh, roll back net neutrality three to two on party lines. Uh, not good. Obviously, um, mm -hmm. we still have a shot here. Uh, but and if there's one thing I know about Congress, one thing now, we may not be huge fans of government in general here. But one thing I know about Congress is that they take the will of the people seriously and, <laughs> and will do what the vast majority of Americans are asking them to do, which is keep net neutrality and not give in to big corporations who want to get rid of it. That that is I am steadfast in my belief that that is what Congress does best. We're fucked. <laughs> I think on the bright side, the state's attorney, state's attorneys yeah. general are lining up mm -hmm. to sue the FCC. So this is this is not over. You know, it wouldn't even go into Sadly. effect for two more weeks. But yes, we have to sue the FCC to make this. Uh, yeah, a number of states are it's going to end up going to the Supreme Court because it's going to become a state's rights issue. And yeah, mm -hmm. it's uh, this is never going to end. This is how this stuff gets passed, by the way, people, because they, they just erode you. They just erode you and erode you. And it's just they keep bringing these things back that people don't want. And, and every single time people drop out of the fight because they're tired. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No, we, we I mean, uh, we call it when we were starting to do the security segment on the show, we eventually got what I like to call breach fatigue because mm -hmm. every week there was a new breach. And then 
So that's why we cover different stories now, not just breach of the week. But yeah, it, it wears you down. And uh, at least this time, people are like, yeah, you know, you just can't do that. You know, yeah. 80 some like 83 or 87% of America does not want this. And this asshole did it anyway. Yep. Never underestimate the power of greed. Yes. Well, let's talk about money again for a little bit. Patreon. Mm-hmm. We called it last week. Yes. <laughs> they they rolled it back because everybody on the platform had their panties in a bunch about this and said, what the hell are you guys thinking? So they rolled it back. They're not going to do it. They're going to do what they should have done in the first place and talk to the creators to see what they want before handing us a shit platter sandwich and saying, here you go. (laughs) Now, I have to say the one thing that they did do right was they sent emails to basically everybody that had unfollowed a patron or a creator on Patreon Mm -hmm. and said, hey, look, we're sorry. Uh, If if you stopped following them because we screwed up, feel free to come on back. And we'll cover that in uh, in feedback loop later. So look, you get, let's you, you got to applaud these companies when they realize they've made a misstep and and they go back and fix it. Uh, obviously, they should have talked to their 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 people first. Their people being us and and everybody else that creates on Patreon. We are your customers. Um, so that would have been nice. But uh, hey, points for for not doubling down. Points for listening and points for rolling it back. Unfortunately, we'd already lost like ten percent of our Patreons at that point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I can't blame you guys. It's, you know, it's not your fault. No, it's not your fault. I got a little follow up about the New York Times mm-hmm. change that I made last week. I told you, you know, I got rid of my daily delivery and just went to Sunday and digital. And yeah. here's the here's the thing that that just really chaps my dazzle here. Yeah. Um, I go to my mailbox three times a week. I get snail mail letters from the New York Times thanking me for subscribing. And telling me all of the great stuff that they're doing. Do you know how much money that costs? A lot. To send letters to like all of these, you know, hundreds of thousands of subscribers. Uh, guys, save the letters and just give me a decent rate. It makes, I mean, you're, you're marketing to somebody who has already paid you. Why? Why are you doing that? Inefficiency, Jason. Inefficiency. And it works. Uh, Obviously, this stuff works. There there is a return on investment. Otherwise, they wouldn't continue to do it. I'm sure some data wonk in a basement with his thumb up his ass came (laughs) up with this grand idea. And his his dad is probably in the direct mail business, so he gets a kickback from it. Yeah. Because I'm that jaded nowadays. That's what this show does to you, Jason. It really does, yeah. Yeah, and speaking of jaded, let me talk about Facebook a little bit. This is uh, We've been talking a lot about UI recently on, on the show and various screw-ups. And, and remember, oh, Jason, remember the beautiful early days of the internet when we would design UI because we wanted users to be able to use our products oh, yes. in the most efficient way that makes sense, uh, like we were just talking about with Adobe Photoshop? Yeah. <laughs> and not move things around every single time? Uh, Facebook's UI. Now, I for our show notes, I do tend to save a lot of things in Facebook, things that friends have posted, things that from various uh, news organizations that I follow on Facebook. And you can save links in Facebook, which is great. And then you go to your saved links and you find them. And as you browse through these links, because I like to delete them out after I put them in the show notes, um, Mm -hmm. there's an X that appears right next to the link. Mm -hmm. What would an X next to a link do, Jason, when we built UIs? Well, in a safe world. It would delete it. It would delete it. Yes. It would delete it. Now, Facebook doesn't want you to delete anything. So that X does not do that. What it does is it archives it. Because uh, Facebook doesn't want to ever have you delete anything because they want everything attached to you so they can market to you and know you better and sell to you better 
all the time. So instead of hitting the X, which is a fucking delete button, you have to select unsave from a triple dot drop down because, you know, <laughs> fuck you. You aren't a user. You're the goddamn product. Yeah, see, that's why I don't save links in Facebook, because it does kind of profile you even more. I use Pinboard to save all my links for the show. And I mean, I really do it for that reason. As we've discussed time and time again with Bittner in the security segment, I would love to really know what delete really means. Is it's it nothing. really when I when I say I actually delete it from the drop down? Is it really deleting it or can, can I just not see it anymore? And it's still attached to my profile. That's what I think. Everything's still there somewhere in a in a cold storage vault. But it's the, it's the price you pay for free software. Well, it's not going to be free too much longer, right? We're going to have to pay our Time Warner Cable <laughs> five bucks to be able to access Facebook pretty soon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, speaking of Facebook, we had a, mm -hmm. a story the other week about Sean Parker who said, yeah, yeah, we basically, you know, built Facebook on these psychological premises of, you know, dopamine rewards and things like that to keep yeah. people, uh, you know, engaged. So I saw an article on NextWeb that's called Facebook digs a deeper hole in response to former exec. Yep. Well, it apparently another former exec came out and said the same damn thing. <laughs> so, yeah, he was uh, he was criticizing the site for using short term dopamine driven feedback loops and they're destroying that Facebook is destroying how society works. OK, you know, straight from the horse's mouth. And then Facebook came out and said, yeah, we kind of know we did that. And we're trying to be more, you know, responsible now. Like, <laughs> oh, guys, come on. Yeah, uh, as of this morning, actually, I saw this uh, right before we started to record. Uh, they've put up their own blog entry about this over at Facebook. Hard questions. Is spending time on social media bad for us? Yes. I didn't get the... <laughs> well, we know that, yes. Uh, I didn't get the chance to read through the whole thing, but Fahard Manju, who's a great tech writer, uh, did read it, so I'm just going to read his tweet here really quick. Okay. It seems to me like a pretty big deal that Facebook is admitting and citing academic research that in some instances, spending time on social media is bad for you. So they're actively admitting it. Of course, uh, they recommend as a solution spending more time on social media. So I, I look forward <laughs> to reading this article and see how they word that, because that should be quite fascinating. Yeah, it's funny. This is one of the ones where uh, Betteridge's law fails us. <laughs> I want to talk about cryptocurrency real quick as some follow-up, because we've talked mm -hmm. about it here and there over the past couple of weeks. Yep. Well, I've jumped in. Okay. I bought uh, some light. I didn't know. I didn't buy Litecoin. I bought some uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum just to dive in so I too can play the douchebag game. I want to be that well, douchebag uh, guy. Guess what? So did I. I oh. bought uh, I bought all three. Oh, okay. Good for you. When did you, or how much was Litecoin when you bought it? Uh, I actually don't even have it yet because for <laughs> because oh. it's not because it's not real financial markets. Uh, I have to I have to wait seven days for each to arrive, so I have not gotten any of them yet. <laughs> mm. Okay, good for me. And I was, it is unclear as to what the price is. Is the price what I paid for when I made the purchase, or oh, will no, the price no, be no, in no. the seven days? Oh, so so it's when I get it in seven days. Awesome. Probably. That's fantastic. So with Bitcoin, <sighs> that might be a letdown. With Litecoin, that might be a plus because, as I noticed, right. Litecoin spiked the other day and went way mm -hmm. high from like, you know, right. 60 to 300. And the, the creator of Litecoin says, guys, guys, don't buy it. Don't buy it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to normalize <laughs> to 20 bucks. Don't do it. Trust me on this one. I'm like, okay, I'll take your advice. Right. Now, the funny thing is the money that I spent on buying these cryptocurrencies was it was kind of found money because I mm -hmm. haven't logged into my trading account in a very long time, and I kind of there's like tons of messages for me, and I'm like, what what's all what are all these messages? And they were all dividend notifications. 
Oh, nice. For my stock. So I took all the dividends that I didn't know I had and uh, looped them back into uh, crypto. So I, I basically dropped 100 bucks on the, the top two. So I got uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum, and it's just it's kind of fun to watch. It'll be our new thing to cover uh, all next year instead of our stock trading game that we did. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, apparently, <laughs> I, I don't know how much feedback we got on that, but that, that one seems like it might have been a dog. Maybe. Oh, well, it was fun for us. Yeah, so I'm using Coinbase for it, and uh, it's it seems to work. Um, I'm going to get a hardware wallet later, and we'll have that uh, we'll have that review soon. But it's funny the hardware wallets are expensive. The one right. that, the one that my friend uh, Jordan Harbinger from the Jordan Harbinger Show recommended is like 150 bucks. But you know, with the it's money, so you kind of want to put it somewhere secure. Anyway, um, I did find a, a funny article. We talked about how the IRS was going after Coinbase users, and they wanted basically everybody's information. Mm-hmm. They settled a couple weeks ago for only 14,355 users. Okay. <laughs> yeah, if you're trading over there, they will. They are watching. The government be yeah. watching. Yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, you got to play by the rules, people. <laughs> so I we talked about CryptoKitties last week, mm-hmm. and I, I kind of glanced at it, but I couldn't because Opera didn't work with it, so I begrudgingly fired up chrome and went back to look at it and so yeah i I kind of understand it now it's really silly you actually have to spend ethereum to buy these kitties that you then merge and in some weird island of dr moreau game you come up with these you know interesting new kitties and uh, there's a guy who's actually been playing the market over there and he's uh, basically up like forty two thousand dollars worth now if he can cash that out, that would be interesting because I don't know if anybody's <laughs> going to buy $42,000 worth of Crypto Kitty, but yeah, it is a it is a strange game. So I will not be playing Crypto Kitty because I'm not going to throw money into this thing. But it's interesting that, you know, this is the first game really built on the Ethereum blockchain and it is it is so popular that it has slowed down the entire network by 11%. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> this is so well thought out. I love it. Uh, the one funny thing I did see this week was uh, Hodel Moon. Uh, it's a company that makes crypto sweaters for the ugly Christmas sweater season. Of course. They were kind yes. of funny. They're cute. If anybody buys them, you're an idiot, but they're cute. To, they're <laughs> cute to laugh. You point your finger at them and go, ha ha. And okay, you spent money on that. How many Bitcoin did you did you pay? Oh, I, I didn't even look to see if the site took Bitcoin because it'd be funny if they, they better. <laughs> that would be so yes. funny if they didn't. I subscribe to the Hustle newsletter, which is basically written mm-hmm. by a bunch of millennials. And it's kind of, it, some days it's really, really good. They We get some stories out of there that are really good. And some days it's just like listening to Reply All. And it's like, oh, you didn't know that? You didn't know when, where gifts came from? Oh, okay. That's very cute. That's <laughs> very, that's adorbs. Um, but they totes did. Totes adorbs. Totes adorbs. They did do a really funny video on Facebook called what the hell is an initial coin offering and i gotta say it's pretty funny so well done hustle on your ico video so that'll be linked in the show notes you definitely should go watch it. it's only like a minute or two but it's funny all right and finally speaking of millennials i talked briefly about bird the company that uh, put a bunch of motorized scooters all around santa monica that you could rent and unlock with an app and ride you know the distance that you probably should have walked since we're all getting fatter and fatter all the time um, we already have the, the, you know, bikes here that you can do that with. So now it's motorized scooters. Uh, unfortunately, typically 
<laughs> uh, Santa Monica is now suing them and filed a criminal complaint because uh, they are violating local laws by operating without a business license. We forgot to get a business license. That's like just a couple Idiots. hundred bucks, isn't it? Can't you just go down to City Hall and file for one? It's not like, you know, it's not like you're trying to get self-driving scooters approved by the state. Uh, getting a business license is like step two on starting a business. Okay, yeah. First you come up with a name, and then you go get a goddamn business license, because yeah. that's what you do. But apparently not if you're one of these new, you know, Web 2.0 companies. To hell with that, to hell with legislation, to hell with the rules, to hell with the law. And by the way, they are, like, everybody is using these. They're breaking the law. They're on sidewalks. You're not supposed to ride them on sidewalks. Uh, you're not supposed to take them out on the bike path. They're all over the bike path. Everybody is, of course, doing the wrong thing with them. And somebody is going to get killed because of, with all the Prius drivers going up and down Main Street here, and you with your stupid bird riding in the bike lanes, you're going to die. Good. So, anyways. <laughs> Instant karma. Yeah. There you go. This is not how it's supposed to work, people. This is the new recurring theme on this show. In the news. We have talked in the past, Brian, about the Waymo versus Uber lawsuit. Yes. How's that going? Well, it was put on hold for a while because it turns right. out looks like there is going to be a criminal investigation into Uber's actions. <laughs> oh, gee, imagine yes. that. They're being investigated for possible crimes under the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act. I do find it hard to believe that such an upstanding company would be accused of such things. I know. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Who'da thunk it? Who'da uh, thunk it? Yes, we don't like laws, so we're going to skirt around them. Uh, well, guess what? The, the pigeons may be coming home to roost, as they say. So... There's a there's a follow up letter that is due out today. We're, we're recording this on Friday, so it's sometime mm -hmm. today. There's going to be a follow up that uh, will probably be in the news by the time you listen to this. But keep an ear out for it, and we'll try and uh, do some follow up later. But yeah, I yep. thought that was pretty fascinating. That uh, yeah, that there are other agencies that are unhappy with Uber and how they're handling themselves. Gotcha. All right. Got some Facebook news here, which I think is pretty mm -hmm. interesting. Uh, Facebook is paying the WWE. To stream some uh, some professional wrestling matches. Well, I, it's a the fake news place meets fake sports. It's a match <laughs> yeah, made in heaven. It really is. <laughs> so apparently, these WWE wrestlers have massive Facebook followings in the millions. Okay. So they're trying to capitalize on that, and they're going to run twelve straight weeks of matches that you can only watch on Facebook to you know, I guess keep you on Facebook longer. Go figure. Um, I thought that was kind yeah. of interesting that because uh, WWE is, has their own channel, you know, you yes. can you can buy the WWE channel. and It's pretty good. I like it. I'm sorry. I'm a wrestling <laughs> fan. <laughs> Talk about that later. I don't pay for it. My friends pay for it. And I go to their house to watch because watching wrestling alone can be kind of sad. And when you're eating your Stouffer's and having your tequila <laughs> and you just kind of give up on life. But no, it's 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 fun. So this is kind of interesting. I'll check some of these matches out when they start showing up. Now, the next Facebook news. I find really funny. Facebook adds a collection of 1,000 free songs to use in videos that you can make for Facebook and Instagram. Mm -hmm. And so I went and I looked it up and I'm like, oh, okay. Looks like there's some, you know, decent artists on there. So they're, you know, paying for some of the stuff. And, but a lot of it's just unknown people, you know, they're song alikes as, as they used yep. to call them. Um, so that, yes, these are, you know, pre-cleared of copyright. You can use them to make your videos. Now the catch is, which I think a lot of people are not going to read the fine print on, but I did. I went and I read the terms of terms of use for these things. Yes, you can only make videos that you only can post to Facebook and Instagram. 
you yes. know you know that there are going to be a ton of cease and desists coming down the line for people who post the videos on YouTube. You know it's going yes. to happen. So yes. I just And the other thing that's going to happen uh right now the collection is only 1000 free pre-cleared songs. Um this is the deal that they're working out with major labels right now. Uh all the major artists are going to come on board and it won't be for free. You will be paying to use the songs. Mm -hmm. So I think in the next year, we're going to see uh, Facebook has done a really good job of basically keeping everything free on Facebook. Um, and uh, what we're what we're going to see is is these moves to, you know, now, if you want to do this and post this, you're going to have to pay 99 cents, that mm -hmm. sort of stuff. We're going to start to see that roll out in Facebook over the next year or two because they've reached uh, about the level that they can reach with their advertising revenue. So they've got to start bringing in revenue streams from us. Yeah, like because they're not making enough money already. I know. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of such things, Periscope is is a Twitter product, I believe. Correct. Correct. Mundo. Yep. And uh, apparently, not too many people are really using Periscope anymore, except for you know Scott uh, Adams, really creepy child molester kids. Yeah, and Scott Adams. That's about it. Yes. So there's a big article out about uh, how Periscope has a problem with minors. Users are swarming young girls and asking them to do inappropriate things. And because it is owned by Twitter, they cannot figure out how to stop that from happening. <laughs> oh, these just write so, themselves. They really do. <laughs> I mean, Twitter cannot figure out a fucking thing. They can't stop Nazis from tweeting. And we think that they're going to be able to stop people from asking 14-year-old girls to lift their shirts. No, that's yeah. not going to happen. So, you know, yeah. T-minus two uh, weeks I, till we can sell our stock. <laughs> I, I cannot wait. That first day of trading. 2018 i am selling that oh, i know and yeah. you're definitely going to owe me a six-pack because there is yeah, no it looks way that way. <laughs> no looks way it's going to drop so. that much that's fair enough uh i almost hesitated to put this story in the news but uh because they are uh, a company that has done this has been one of our advertisers and we thank them very much uh but three big u.s airlines will start banning smart luggage in january because it's not a good idea to have a gigantic uh, battery sitting in your suitcase yeah, yeah, you're not supposed to have <laughs> lithium-ion batteries in the cargo hold, because if they go poom, or poom, yes. or, I think that's, that's, that's a hybrid of poof and boom, I guess. So if they go yes, poom, it is. Uh, your plane's going down. You're screwed, because there's no way to put out the fire. I mean, granted, in, exactly. the, in the cabin even, it's pretty hard, but you know, if it's in the cabin, you know it's happening. So you can yes. get the plane down to 10,000 feet, open a back door, and throw the fucker out. But when it's in the hold, yeah, no, 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 no. And if the, Now, I still think... Uh, the one I have is a good product. I just recommend buying uh, only in carry-on sizes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I use... Uh, so you're talking about away luggage, which has the built-in yes. battery. I have a Giro, mm -hmm. which has the cabling for the battery. I didn't buy it with the battery, but the battery is removable. Mm -hmm. So like, if they do have to check my carry-on, I can just pop the battery out and they can take it. Right. But the nice thing about it is it's also a good way to say, oh, I'm sorry, you're going to have to find room up here because I've got a battery in this and you can't check it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> See if that works. Probably not. Okay, sir. Yeah. Well, please remove yourself from the plane and catch the next flight three days from now. Um, yes. We'll see how that goes, but yeah. <laughs> and we had talked about delivery robots running all over San Francisco, bringing pizza, delivering E24 stuff, uh, because everybody's too goddamn lazy to even hop on their bird cycle and go out and get their own food. Uh, apparently, uh, people are turning against this idea. Uh, I, San Francisco sours on rampant delivery robots. I love this quote. 
Not every innovation is great. That should have been the name of our show. <laughs> that should have been, yeah, that should have been the, you know, the, the catchphrase for San Francisco. Um, Pretty much, yeah. So lawmakers are passing regulations to cut down on the amount of delivery robots because pedestrians have been tired of sharing sidewalks with aggressively entrepreneurial wet dreams. Yeah. So the, what, what's the number that, like, you can get a license for it, but there's only going to be nine of them on the street at any given time in San Francisco? Something like that, so, yeah, so, which so, is ridiculous. Yes, the th- uh, you know, a planet full of startup founders have you know cried out in anguish because oh, sorry, your your cooler on wheels is not allowed to actually work here. Um, <laughs> but speaking of robots on the streets of San Francisco, the SPCA b- hired one of those K five robots from Nightscope to patrol the sidewalks, and the internet shit the proverbial bed on this one. <laughs> this was everywhere. In my feeds, everywhere, and I—I w- I mean, I just was chuckling every time because everybody's like, "Oh God, you horrible people! You can figure out how to, you know, take care of animals, but you're using these robots to get rid of the homeless." The whole point right. that everybody was saying was it was to get rid of the homeless. Well, in part, that's true because I don't know if you've been to San Francisco, Brian, the land of man poo, man poo and dirty needles. Yes. Um, <laughs> The homeless problem there is ridiculously terrible. And yes, it is. They bought this robot to try and help out because, you know, basically it's just a camera on wheels and it, you know, phones home because their employees were not safe. And, you know, it's the SPCA. If they can get something, a cheap solution to at least, you know, help with the problem of employee safety, they're going to do it because they want to spend the money on the animals. I understand that. I'm all for that. This is one of the uses of the robot that I actually approve of. And the whole right. thing about, you know, oh, the poor homeless. Fuck the poor homeless. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to say it because the homeless in San Francisco are violent, drug-addled assholes. Uh, there is no other way to put it because they are so entitled. Yes, this is the entitled homeless. I'm, I'm saying it. Because San Francisco open, has an open arm policy for the homeless. They're everywhere. They're rampant. And it is a problem. It is a massive problem in San Francisco. And it's dangerous. So I am with the SPCA on this. Fine. Buy your robot. I'm, I'm cool with that. If it's going to keep your people safe while they're doing their job, like where they're coming home from doing their jobs of protecting the animals, good for you. Everybody else, suck a bag of dicks. Well said. Thank you. <laughs> Yes, I'll be. I'll be. Well, since the the mayor of San Francisco died this week, I can go run for mayor of San Francisco. Uh, that should be fun. No, it won't because I'm. I never have to go back. It'll be too soon. Okay, let's go to something fun here. Apple has bought Shazam. For, hey, for like four hundred million dollars. That was like one of the first apps I've ever installed and never used again. I've used it twice, and the problem is it's so buried on my phone that by the time I find it, the song's over. Yeah, uh, by the time you find it, and also, of course, now when you launch it, you get you get basically the equivalent of a pre-roll ad when you launch the app. Yeah. So by the time I get past all of that, the song that I wanted to find out about is completely gone. Yeah, so. I know like 150 episodes ago, we talked about how like when Siri was finally able to launch apps and we tried to figure out, you know, like, hey, Siri, Shazam, and then hold yeah. it up and it worked back then. But now, yeah, there's just so much crap going on that it's really hard to use. So mm-hmm. we'll see how this goes. Um, but yeah. $400 million for Shazam. Then they just bought a depth-sensing chip company for another $390 million. These guys wow. are just, you know, spreading the love. 
Apple's got money. Oh, yeah, they do have money. Lots and lots and lots of it. So this is one mm-hmm. of the chips that go into the uh, iPhone 10 or X, however you prefer to say it, that uh, does kind of the depth sensing on your face to build that cool little map that they can put in the commercials to say, hey, look, we're good. But they're do- they're building a new te- uh, plant in Texas, which is pretty good. So we're looking good at for a couple hundred new jobs out of that. So, you know, that's pretty cool. I got to say, at least they're keeping it home, which is, that's right. you know. Finally. Uh, anyway. Finally. <laughs> and now, this last story I have in here uh, is from Gizmodo. And I swear to God, a couple of years ago, we had the same story. And you know why I could swear a couple of years ago we had the same story? Because they had this did. exact same story a couple of years ago. Man who threw away a fortune in Bitcoin now looking to dig up a landfill. Now, <sighs> this is from Gizmodo. And they literally went back to the well, pulled up the same damn story and republished it because it's relevant again. Uh, you know. It's, I guess if if you can, why not? But I'm like, why, why are you telling me this? I, we know this already. The guy threw yes. away his Bitcoin. Tough shit. What are you going to do? What are you going to do, damn it? This episode of Grumpy Old Geeks is sponsored by FreshBooks. Staying on top of your admin and paperwork while hustling to grow your freelance business is just plain hard sometimes. FreshBooks wants to change all that. They've just launched an all-new version of their ridiculously easy-to-use cloud accounting software that's been custom-built for the way you work. The FreshBooks dashboard has been curated to answer this one burning question for any small business owner. How's my business doing? No more guessing games on what's owed, overdue, or whether you're in the red. FreshBooks helps you avoid having that awkward talk with your client about past due payments. The automated late payment email reminders will allow you to spend less time chasing payments and more time working your magic. And I swear this is the greatest thing in the history of the world. I never have to bug clients anymore. It is automagic. If you have any questions whatsoever, FreshBooks' award-winning customer service is amazingly helpful, super friendly with zero attitude, and plus, a real-life person usually answers in three rings or less. And they're Canadian, so you know they're awesome. To claim your 30 days free trial with no credit card required, go to freshbooks.com slash grumpy and enter grumpy old geeks in the how did you hear about us section, please. We'd appreciate that. Now that is freshbooks.com slash grumpy. Enter grumpy old geeks. And seriously, if you run a business, you have to be running FreshBooks. It is ridiculously awesome. Ups and doodads. Well, we've been talking recently about the battles that seem to be taking place between Amazon and Apple and Google, the voice wars, as it were. Um, But there seems to be a bit of a thaw for the first time ever. Amazon is going to start selling Apple TV and Google Chromecast. No way. So they're opening opening that up so you can get uh, next day delivery on this stuff, I suppose. (laughs) Uh, It makes sense, obviously, for Amazon. Uh, Why not? Because theoretically, they're a store. And yeah. uh, you sell you sell what people want, and this is what people want. So, uh, you know, there you go. They've never been really good at being platform agnostic, you know. No. Which which kind of <laughs> sucks. It's good that they're, you know, opening that up, which they should have done years ago, honestly. Mm-hmm. But, yep. And, yeah, I, and who knows who was holding back at various points, too. I know a- Apple wanted to basically keep everything to themselves for a long time anyways as well, so... But uh doesn't matter anymore. He can now get your uh, Apple stuff on Amazon. All right. So I have a little Amazon follow-up, too, on the Echo. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. And we talked about Spotify with them before and how we've had problems with them. So, uh, But now they say Spotify and Sirius XM can use the multi-room streaming, which is, okay. which is good. So I tested it this week. 
and mm-hmm. it works. Works great. Now, I was going back to your problem where it wasn't playing Casper Baby Pants or whatever it is. Casper Baby Pants. Ah, I got it right. right. Okay. And you're right. It totally wouldn't. I could not get it to play. Um, If I'm using Spotify, if you have an Amazon music account, plays fine, obviously, because it's Amazon's own yeah. product. Works great. But using Spotify was definitely a problem with a lot of stuff. And I tried it with a bunch of my playlists because that was the, the hack. Supposedly, make a playlist, use the yep. playlist. I was making yep. playlists, and if I named it the artist name, nope, wouldn't work. Yep, um, doesn't work. So I came up with, you know, I, so I just made up something. I'm like, okay, box something. I use the I use the yeah. prefix box. I don't know why I came up with it. <laughs> it, it worked. <laughs> uh, it took about 10 minutes for uh, it to propagate my playlists to the Echo, but I finally mm-hmm. got it to work. But it was also an ordering issue. So I was having an issue getting it, like trying to figure out what the proper you know, sorting order was to get it to work. Right. So it was like, yep. you know, name of device, which I won't say. Um, Spotify, <laughs> play, playlist, name, then location. So it would be like Spotify, play, playlist, box, baby pants, it everywhere. And it yeah. worked. I could get that to yeah. work. Except for the fact that at, that at this point, it's now quicker for me to whip out my phone and just use the Spotify app. Right. But you can you do that with locations? So if you have multiple uh echoes around your house will it work on the uh, app no i didn't think it would no. yeah yeah so if you have multiples because i have i have two of them one for upstairs and one for downstairs and yeah it, it, i like the everywhere because then i just in the morning when i roll out of bed i say you know play wgn everywhere so i yeah. roll out take 15 minutes to get my sorry fat ass out of bed and then when i by the time i get downstairs it's it's playing in the kitchen and i don't have to say Three words again. Oh, my. <laughs> Saved me saying three words again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I still have the same issue. I, I can't. Uh, a handful of artists and, of course, the ones that I play the most because of my kid uh, just cannot be found via Spotify, via Alexa. So I have made playlists uh, that workaround does seem to be working. But it's this is hardly hardly what they sold us on, is it? Yeah. Or the future that we were expecting. And it just makes me think of the Star Trek Four uh, Scotty bit where yeah. he talks to the computer. <laughs> so uh, got that link in the show notes. Oh, good. good. Um, yeah. I was going to say, uh, you know, it might actually be worth it to drop the drop the coin on Amazon Music. It's turned out to work extraordinarily well with the with the Echoes. Yeah, I mean, it, it might just be that that's what I do. Um, you know, Price of admission. You sucks, know? but yeah. Price of admission, but uh, I used to be able to write it off, but maybe not with this new tax code. Thanks, guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for reminding me. It's not like I, <laughs> not like I felt like crap already. Thanks. Yeah, no problem, man. That's what I'm here for. Well, this should make you happy. I found an article that uh, touts the Apple Watch and how it's becoming the ultimate fitness tracker. Uh, they have a new trick now where they're going to start connecting to workout machines in the gym because everything has to be, you know, connectable these mm-hmm. days, which is actually kind of smart. Uh, it's a capability they're calling Gym Kit. It syncs Apple Watches with smart gym equipment. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. I actually quite like that. So I don't know if I'm getting an Apple Watch anymore for Christmas, but uh, if I don't, because uh, there's some other things that uh, have come up, uh, I will <laughs> probably get an Apple Watch at some point in the future. So uh, this kind of stuff is really interesting. Of course, on the flip side of that, I also found an article. Uh, we talked briefly about Strava, which is a social network for that started for bikers. Right. Now they're trying to expand to basically people that work out a lot or anybody that's active. Um, and this is uh, this is by Christina Bonington, and uh, she used Strava, and she's an avid cyclist. And what she has uh, started to realize 
is that she you know, no longer has fun or enjoys her bike rides anymore because it's all about tracking. Yeah. Um, we've talked about this many times, you know, back, I think two or three years ago, we were on a kick where we were tracking everything in our life. And then we realized, realized how tedious that is and how it sucks the joy out of everything. Oh, it totally does. <laughs> and, and the worst one is when my Fitbit battery would die halfway through a day. And I'm like, oh my God, I wasted all that exercise. <laughs> like, Damn it. I didn't get credit for it. And I'm like, but yeah. you still exercise. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm like, uh. You still exercise. Yep. And speaking of Fitbit, there's a great article in Wired about how they're trying to pivot. They are no longer interested in being an activity tracker, especially with the Apple Watches of the world basically eating up their market share. But what they are starting to do, and this makes total sense for them, is move to become a medical device company catering to hospitals, patients, and health insurers. Huh. Smart move, guys. Yeah, very smart. I might buy some of your stock. Well, you should because it's like pennies on the dollar now. It's super cheap. I know. That's actually, that's well, actually a good is- idea. I think it's a really good idea. So I'm. this is my recommendation for 2018 is to go pick up Fitbit because this is a really smart pivot and this is going to be a big, big, big area. What's so. funny is friend of the show, Trent Hamilton, got me to buy Fitbit one day because he was Mr. Day Trader back then. He's like, go buy Fitbit. And it like, you know, <laughs> the IM took about, you know, 20 minutes to get to me and I got it and it was like, you know, 74 bucks and the next day it dropped down to like 27. And I'm like, thanks, buddy. <laughs> Appreciate that Thanks. one. Preach. <laughs> Preach. Oh, so maybe I can get my money back on it this time. Do you remember the light camera? Vaguely. It kind of looks like a fly, the front of it. It is the ugliest camera ever created by the hand of man. It's got 16 lenses yeah. on the front of it, all pointed in yeah. arbitrary directions to make this 160 megapixel image. Well, it started to ship, and it's funny because all the pre-orders were, were in, and they gave everybody the option to say... Um, hey, we can ship it to you now and it's not that good. Or you can wait a little <laughs> bit and get the good version in a year. And like 2,000 right. people said, no, I want it now. I want it now. And then started bitching because it wasn't ready yet. <laughs> like, Idiots. Oh, what did you expect? It set it on the tin. Um, so the the founder, the CEO came out and with a pretty interesting uh, article just saying like, look, guys, we're working on it. It's software. It's hard. You know, we'll make it better. <laughs> but we told you, we told you it wasn't going to be ready yet. So right. I, I cannot wait to see one of these things in the wild so I can actually like, you know, see the images that come out of it because it's got promise. If they can, if they can figure it out. I and mean, the interesting thing is their, their play is to sell the technology to cell phone makers. Now, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but I already hate the little camera bump on my iPhone 8. <laughs> I can't stand it. So if you want to put 16 of those on the back of my phone, oh, come on, yeah. and battery life, give me a break. I think that's a, that's a really silly type of uh, plan that they've got going on. They just sell, the, sell it as a pocket camera. Come on, guys. Anyway, mm-hmm. so uh, I got some software or a software recommendation this week. I have to read a lot of PDFs for my day job, Yep. and I have to mark up the PDFs and then export the annotations to some other format so I can put them in the show notes for the shows that we're going to do. It's extraordinarily hard to find good software to do this. And I finally found my, my perfect go-to app. Um, It's called PDF expert. I used to use PDF pen pro and it it was the ugliest software I've ever seen in my life. And it barely worked. PDF expert works great. It's not super cheap. The desktop version is about 60 bucks and the, iOS version is like the pro version is like 10 bucks. So, but I use it on my iPad pro and it works like a dream. I can use my pencil 
and just highlight phrases throughout the book. Yeah. And when I'm done with it, I can just hit export annotations and it just gives me an HTML file that I can load up in a browser, copy it, paste it into my notes. It's fantastic. I really in, like I hate PDFs, but this actually didn't know they're not paying for this spot. I'm just going to tell you, it makes working with PDFs actually not that bad. <laughs> and that's the best you can say about PDFs. It's, PDF. it's not that yeah, bad. I'm not going to say it's enjoyable. <laughs> I'm saying I can I can use use it very well. And reading on it is pretty yeah. good too. So because you know I get you know I read a 350 page PDF this week for work. And um, mm -hmm. oh, I also meant to mention to you, I enjoyed it much more than an audiobook. I have to say, I read this book uh, in a night. I started on Monday at like seven at night, read till about three in the morning, and then finished it at six in the morning. So I was working on three hours mm -hmm. of sleep. But I really enjoyed reading as opposed to listening to the audiobook because I paid attention to it. And I'm yep. like, you know, like I said, I'm marking things up. What's the interesting bits in the book? And I found it to be much more satisfying than if I would have had the audiobook version, I think. So uh -huh. I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to move back into trying to read, like literally read more this year because I'm, I'm a terrible reader because I've got, you know, a slight case of dyslexia. So I have to read things a lot of times sometimes if I'm tired. Right. But I found that I got more out of it, which is kind of scary. Yeah. I, I tell you, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the, oh, here's the other part about it. TV was off. No noise. It was quiet. Ah. Yes. I had the dog sleeping and snoring and farting next to me. That was the only noise in the house. And uh, it was it was so much more relaxing. And I didn't check Twitter. I didn't check Facebook. I wasn't doing other things like I do when I'm listening to audiobooks. It was a supremely satisfying experience. I, I mean, the fact that I'm rambling on about it this long, sorry about that. But I just I was amazed at how much more I enjoyed the book that I was reading than I, if I would have listened to it on audio. You know, sometimes it takes you a couple of years to come around to me being right, but you eventually well, always there, get there. There's still some books that I just want to get through. So audio well, is... I, I, I totally understand but that. But if it's a yeah. book I want to enjoy, and, and this one was for work, but most of the books I read for work are not that enjoyable because I'm I'm checking out for people who might come on our show and that will get eventually rejected because their book is terrible. But right. this was a, somebody who I, you know, wanted to come on the show and I read it and it was a fantastic book. It will... We'll talk about that uh, later after the show comes out. But uh, yeah, it was fun. Anyway, PDF Expert, highly recommended. And I have a game that unfortunately I've been <laughs> sucked into. I listen to the Do By Friday <laughs> podcast, even though I hate I hate listen to that show. It's got Max Temkin from Cards Against Humanity and Alex Cox, also from Cards and Merlin Mann. And one of their challenges that oh, a couple weeks ago was to play Clash Royale, which is an iOS game. And mm -hmm. I did. And I still am. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's uh, it, the good thing about it is you can do a battle in about three minutes. So it's perfect for just like pop in, pop out. But yeah, if you're on Clash Royale, hit me up on email. Uh, Jason at grumpyoldgeeks.com. Uh, we can we can start a grumpy old geeks clan, which is what I kind of that's the only reason I put this in here is I want to find <laughs> other grumpy old geeks listeners so we can start our own clan because I'm, okay. I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm in some, I, I am in a clan called Mundo Football. <laughs> Oh, that's not for you. Everybody yes. in the clan speaks Spanish. I do not. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, anyway. Um, and I did buy something last week for my new editing station. They're the Mackie CR Series CR3. Uh, they're three-inch mm -hmm. creative reference multimedia monitors. Paren, pair, because uh, I love Amazon titles. Uh, I got these things. And it turns out Dave Bittner also has a set of these. Mm -hmm. Don't buy these things. I mean, Ma Mackie always does good work. No, not on these. Oh, my okay. God. The base on them is so bad. 
And uh, I found out that Dave has them because he's like, oh, yeah, tape up the big holes on the back. It cuts down on the bass response. I'm like, that makes sense. I'm going to be shoving like, you know, Kleenex in those things. They are so bass heavy. So I'm, uh, right. I'm probably going to return them. I'm going to check out. Uh, PreSonus came out with a new series, the Eris E3.5, which are about the same mm-hmm. form factor and the same price, 100 bucks. So I'm just going to say right. if anybody's looking at buying like, you know, decent reference monitors for audio work, do not buy these Mackies. They are just they, they reference like the Wumpa Wumpas next door who like to play the with the bass all the way to 10. They're terrible. <laughs> OK, well, Jason, last week you went through your Amazon purchases for the year and put together a little bit of a gift guide. And uh, this week I did the same. Unfortunately, what I discovered in this past year is I didn't buy a hell of a lot for me. So uh, <laughs> the real gift guide that I would be able to do would be for a one year old and nobody really wants that. But I did find a few things that I've, I got throughout the year that I, I still think are fantastic and I use all the time. So here they are. Uh, the first up is a, it's a company called, um, what are they called? Zero Grid. Zero Grid. Yeah. And, and they do some really good stuff. The first thing is the travel wallet and family passport holder with RIFID blocking. <laughs> uh, I don't know, you know we, if you're paranoid, I guess you want that. We, we, we call it RFID. Yeah, it's a stylish. It's it's great. Um, I've loaded it up and I've traveled with it now, well, once, and I'll be doing it again shortly. So it's I love it. It's absolutely fantastic. It's a great passport holder. Keeps everything nice and tidy. Got a pen in there so you can fill out your forms because they never give you pens on the damn plane. They don't. Um, it's all set. It's really nice. So I can't recommend that enough. I also got How much their is it? electronics. Uh, let's see. Right now it is for $30. Cool. Uh, and it's prime with free returns and they'll get it to you by Christmas. So go for it. Do that. Uh, Then I also got their same uh, kind of thing, which is their electronics travel organizer, (laughs) cord cable and accessories case black. I love their names. This is uh, on sale right now for $15.96. I cannot recommend this enough for grumpy old geeks. Now, if you are somebody that travels with 10 gazillion things, this is not going to be enough for you. But for if you're just, you know, your phone, your iPad, all that sort of stuff, it's awesome. It is fantastic, and the price is right. So you can get this uh, for Christmas as well. So I recommend this highly. Go get it. You've got the cables. Now you've got somewhere to stick that looks them. Better than it's my, fantastic. Yeah, that looks better than my Amazon uh, Basics one, for sure. Yeah, it's nice, and it, it's nice and cheap. So mm. uh, Then I also have the Car Phone Mount HCRET Air Vent Magnetic Universal Car <laughs> Mount Holder for cell phones with mini tablets with fast, swift snap technology two-pack. It's Shakur. <laughs> Uh, I've got these in both our cars. It's fantastic. They're great. They're cheap. They're simple. They do the job. They're six ninety nine. Arrives before Christmas. Yeah, I need to pick these up. I, I know you, you you pimped them on the show before, and I'm like, I should get that, and I never did. But I really kind of could use that. Well, do yourself a favor. Get yourself a stocking stuffer. They're totally cheap. Uh, the Zooms webcam cover, Swiss manufacturing, camera protection, iPhone and smartphone <laughs> accessories. Pri- I'm okay. I'm going to stop doing this. No, it's more fun. Things, Come on. <laughs> it's very funny. Privacy, three plaque, three pack black metal, uh, 1090 uh, in stock, not expected to arrive after Christmas. So don't do this for a gift apparently anymore. But uh, these are great. I, I've got them on all our laptops in the house. Yeah. Last time I checked these out, it was like three month, uh, three month shipping time. <laughs> So, you know, uh, again, like I said, though, when I, I wouldn't do this as a Christmas order. Uh, but when I ordered it, it told me it was going to take like three months, too. And uh, again, I was had a little NyQuil, so I said to hell with it. But I got it within a month. So yeah. it didn't take forever. I, li- I like the, the range here. Get it as soon as January 9th to the 30th. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's crazy. Uh, one thing I did get that's for a kid thing, and I only bring this up because uh, a friend of mine, that a uh, friend of the show, uh, said that... <laughs> He's having their uh, their friend with a kid come stay with them. What do what the hell should I at the bare minimum do around my house? 
Uh, get the BabyMate 8-piece medical-grade clear baby corner guards, ball-shaped matte finish, baby-proofing corner protector, child-proof corner cover, corner bumpers, baby safety corner guards, 11473. Added to cart. <laughs> just get it you know why i don't have i don't have a baby but i have a dog whose eyeballs are right at the height of my tables and i was looking for something just like this these are fantastic they most of these things are so goddamn ugly these are clear they kind of look a little spacey you you almost forget that they're there after a while and they come off really easy and don't leave stains on your furniture mm. nice so highly recommend these if you need any kind of bumper guards uh i also got the pad kit the most durable car seat headrest and airplane <laughs> tray table mount holder on the market for Apple iPad, iPad 2, the new iPad 3, and iPad 4, 1, 2, 3, 4. <laughs> Who the hell does the naming on these I things? I just like the 1, 2, 3, 4 at the end just to cover all the bases. Oh, it's the best. Uh, this is 14 bucks, 15 bucks. It arrives before Christmas. What you can do with this is uh, stick your iPad in it and hang it on a car uh, on the back of your car seat so your kid can watch Elmo videos or whatever. Uh, works on planes, which is why we have it, because uh, the plane, the iPad, and Elmo is the lifesaver. It keeps him nice and quiet. So we will have not used this uh, yet, but I will tell you what happens because we're going to fly with it. And, and that's it what I was wondering. So, I'm like, do you have to like ask the person in front of you to like, say, hey, can you can it's got multiple different attachments. So you don't have to necessarily flip it over the seat. You can attach it to the tray. Okay. So we're we're going to try that out. So hopefully we won't have to bother anybody. And it should attach without having to do any okay. of that. That's the first question I asked, too. And the wife was like, no, theoretically, we don't have to do okay. that. And if you do that and you have your kid and you need to load up from YouTube on your iPad, as I have to, uh, I think I recommend this in the past. It's free. It's clipgrab.org. It's perfect. It does immediate instant downloads from YouTube straight into formats that you can then import into your iPad. So it's great. Awesome. Good list. And that's it. That's all I got. Media Candy. By now, you have all seen The Last Jedi, and I haven't. Oh, I haven't either. So I hope it's great. <laughs> uh, I'm actually, actually, I need to talk to you, Jason. Uh, we'll talk off the air about next week, because I'm going to go next Friday to see it in the morning, because we have a nanny then, and the wife is off work, and we're going to go see it, because I cannot wait until after Christmas to see this damn thing. Okay. So, okay. Uh, by all accounts, it's amazing, though. So I'm look, very much looking Every forward to Every time it comes on the radio, I have learned to say, uh, Amazon stand in my kitchen device, volume one, <laughs> and then wait three minutes and say, volume six. <laughs> oh, by the way, that is a, you know, we talked on the show about how to like mute an echo before. And like, I, I mm -hmm. always wanted to say mute for 30 seconds. Like, you know, please mute for 30 yeah. seconds. Because of those goddamn Cars for Kids commercials that are on every radio station. <laughs> I cannot stand that yeah. song. Oh, and now it's the progressive uh, second idiot dude who does... Oh, the, Some of the commercials on radio are just terrible. But anyway, the trick is just say volume one. You can't hear it at volume one. And then just wait a little bit and just say volume five. And it'll come back up. No, that's actually true. Yeah. yeah. That's, a good, that's a good hack. Like All that. right. Life hacks for the win. Last week on the show, I talked about Stay Tuned with Preet, the new uh, podcast that I'm really liking from friend of the show, uh, Dr. David Teeter and his lovely lady, Chien. Mm -hmm. Well, apparently I said something wrong on the last show. I said he was the district attorney that was fired by Orange 45, and he, he was not. Yep. He was a U.S. attorney, and uh, ah, okay. I have been corrected because Chen said that I was wrong, and so I apologize, Chen. It is a fantastic podcast. If you haven't listened to it yet, definitely go get Stay Tuned with Preet. P-R-E-E-T. Yes, I listen to it. It is amazing. So really, good. really enjoyable. Yeah, yeah it's, it's good. Uh, so I've got a Battlestar Galactica update. Mm -hmm. I am... Did they have a plan this time around? Uh, you know, 
here's the here's the interesting thing. I'm I you know I'm I'm trying to pick it apart as I'm watching it to uh, in, in the run up to what I know is the the train wreck of the finale of the series. And so far, I don't really have any complaints, and everything seems to be on point. And I was so happy because in season three, the press was gone almost for the entirety mm-hmm. of it. But I forgot that there's a trial with Baltar at the end of season yes, three. Yes, yes. That is, yes, that is, is a terrible lull in the show. <laughs> the problem I'm having with it is this show is not an upper. This is not like watching Deep Space Nine or any of, or Next Gen again. No, it's dark oh sci-fi. Oh my God, I've been having the worst nightmares and dreams because you, you got to think about it. The Cylons are like space zombies. You know, they just keep mm-hmm. coming, they keep coming, they keep coming. And, you know, the best example of the whole space zombie thing is the first episode of the first season where they have like 23 hours to get out of the way because they keep showing up, they keep showing up. It, but yep. so, far, I mean, it's an amazing series. If you have not watched Battlestar Galactica, definitely go get the whole thing and just sit down with a bucket of popcorn and and you know an adult diaper and just keep going but i've had to slow down because i was doing four episodes a day for a while and now i'm just like i can maybe do one a day and then i have to watch Mm -hmm. something funny after because i was it's really it was really giving me nightmares terrible right um but it's so good (laughs) The, the price we pay for dystopia um that's right speaking of dystopia mr robot is done for the season finally I watched okay. it. Did I miss out on anything? Dear God, no. <laughs> you I didn't. didn't think so. I'm so glad I quit that show. I'm so glad I quit that show. Yeah, it was, I mean, it was a slog to get through. And I'm just like, yeah, next season, I am not even going to bother. I'm done. I cannot even go back to it. It's just, it's really hard to watch. It's like, I know a lot of people like that show. And I'm like, why? I just can't, I can't understand <laughs> it. I'm like, you know what's going to happen 99.9% of the time? because. We've all seen it before, you know, it's like, and, and get, you know what? Fight Club is better. It's way better. So just go rewatch Fight Club. Exactly. And you're good. Uh, I have a crown update. Crown season two has dropped. I've gotten about halfway through. I was a little bit worried because I loved the first season, but it was all about John Lithgow uh, playing Winston Churchill. Mm-hmm. And he did not come back uh, for this one because it's a little bit further in time. Uh, I do miss him. But it's still a really good show. I can not recommend this enough. It's fantastic. It's the acting is on point. It is occasionally funny, and there's some really deep, dark stuff that uh, I did not know about about the royal family. So, uh, very well done. Still enjoying the hell out of this. So uh, they're hitting it out of the park. Well, the deep, dark stuff about the royal family. I mean, is it true or is it just fiction? It's true. Oh, really? So this oh, yeah. whole this, the crown no. is is a historical retelling. It's not just a. Uh... They take obviously. Obviously, they take some liberties and whatnot, but the, all the main plot points are, are, yeah, historically true. Oh, wow. Okay, I didn't know that because I've, I've been inundated on Instagram with crown ads every every three photos. <laughs> I would say give in, Jason. Go ahead and watch the show. It's it's really Okay, well maybe done. I'll use that to offset my BSG. That might be yeah. good. But yeah. what I can't wait for is March 8th. Oh, God, it's, it seems so far away. I know it's going to be here in, in like three days, but <laughs> Jessica Jones... Season two trailers dropped, and we have a release date of March 8th, and oh my god. Barracuda! Yeah, that was a great <laughs> trailer. A great... I cannot wait. <laughs> I know. This is, I, I just, I love her. I love her so much, and uh, you know, I was really surprised that I got into it, but uh, Jessica Jones, my, by far my favorite Marvel show. Yeah. Love it. It's so good. So. And I gotta say, yeah. the l- last time I was talking about her, like when I was reviewing her novel, and you're like, she does so mm-hmm. much stuff. Did you know that she also runs a production company? <laughs> 
<laughs> they're just making more TV does. shows. I, I the reason she's so skinny is because she's like going twenty four seven and doesn't have time for a sandwich. <laughs> That's right. Somebody send her a burger. God. <laughs> um, and I found this one in Rain News, which is a radio news uh, blog that I follow. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a rumor coming out of a Norwegian newspaper claiming that Title will go broke in six months. Yeah, I'm like six months. I'm surprised they're still here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, you know, it's it's a weird market niche that they've set themselves up for, and and they're getting basically continued influxes of cash to keep going. But uh, they've lost. They just don't know it yet. Speaking of zombies, I mean, this is zombie streaming service walking. Yeah, I mean, what what was their claim to fame? That just it's it's artists driven so there's oh yeah they they theoretically they <laughs> they are the one percent of artists in the world invested in it themselves oh so this is so. the great di- redistribution of wealth i think yeah except it didn't happen as far as i know and i think most of the artists have divested themselves uh, of it and sold their shares so of you know, course because yeah. the rich have to stay rich um yeah that's right anyway yeah. so uh i, I can't it, it, i mean we we made fun of them for so long and now it's just like I didn't even know they were still in business. I have given so few shits about them <laughs> in the last year. Yeah, I mean, everything that they tried to do to pivot didn't work or, or to get people to come over to them. They, they you know, you're, you're done, guys. You're yeah. done. Go ahead. Pack it up. Go home. So uh, Cards Against Humanity. I'm still getting my, you know, seven days of Christmas letters in the mail, which are just fantastic every time I get them. One of them, though, was um, they started a podcast for a year. It's, it's been funded for an entire year. And it's called the Good News Podcast. It's all just it's nice. all just good news. It's like six minutes a day or four to six minutes a day, and it's just good news. Well, I could use that exactly. That's why I put it in here because you know we've got Black Mirror coming. I'm stuck in BSG. I'm like <laughs> I could really use something that's a pick me up every day. So definitely check out the Good News Podcast. And if you're a wrestling fan, I have a friend of mine. His name is Sugar Dunkerton. Uh, he goes by Suge D. He's a indie wrestler out of Georgia, but I met him here at Resistance Pro, which is now just called The Resistance. Right. He started a podcast called Funny Cash Shows. I don't quite get the name, and uh, but here's the deal. It's a great <laughs> show. If you're if you're into wrestling and indie wrestling and just like to hear stories about what it's like to go behind the scenes, he's got a great personality. He is one of the most upbeat people I know, and just a good soul. One of the I mean, just one of the good guys. So um, if you're right. into it, go check out his show. The link will be in the show notes. Okay. And the exact opposite, somebody that uh, is not a very upbeat person and isn't necessarily a great soul, but I still <laughs> listen to his show all the time. Uh, Adam Carolla, I have a question for you, Jason, because they've just recently made a switch. Instead of the one download two-hour show, it's now coming in part ones and part twos. Why the change? And let me guess, bigger download count? It is absolutely not no. about a bigger download count. And I'm not okay. giving away any trade secrets here because mm-hmm. there was a time when Penn Sunday School came out on Sundays. Now Penn yes. Sunday School comes out on Sundays and Wednesdays. Okay. So Penn, in his great wisdom, told us why. Norm from Podcast One said, we have a lot of people who want to buy ads on your show. You only have one show a week. Why can't we make two shows a week? So... Ah, they made two shows a week, so they have more ad inventory. So now we have two shows a day coming from Adam Carolla, even though it's just one show. It, you're getting part one and part two the same day. Yes. Same day, same time. <laughs> they, they get released at the exact same time. And because of the way that podcasts, you know, the, the Apple podcast come player, out of order, they come out of order. 
because they put them in in order. So they come in out of order. So when I download both and I just start to play one, it starts playing part okay, two. Okay, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make some emails after <laughs> this and just tell tell my guys over there to maybe stagger those a little bit. Yeah, you want to stagger that a bit. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Just whatever. By, like half or at an least hour put them in hour. the reverse order so it's easier. Whatever. Don't yeah. Matter. No. They're, okay. They're, well, that's an easy way to Good fix to that. But yeah, yeah, it's basically generally about inventory. Although this one might be a download play because that doubles your downloads for an episode. Interesting. That's what I was yeah, thinking. You might, so, you might be yeah. right on that. Uh, good, good problem to have. So considering our show is relatively long, if only we had the ad inventory. Yeah. <laughs> if we had people buying ads, then hey, we'd break yep. it up too. Anyway, okay. That, yep. Thanks for thanks for that info. I'll I'll, I'll look into that because that's kind of fascinating. No problem. It was quite an interesting change. Uh, twenty eighteen is going to be a good year for me because it is the Cure's fortieth anniversary, wow. and they are ramping up to do. I know forty wow. years, right? Crazy. <laughs> So they are ramping up to do an awful lot of stuff. There's going to be a documentary done by uh, Tim Pope, who does all of their best music videos. Mm. So that's going to be super exciting. It's going to be like a full-length cool. film. That'll be That'll interesting. Be fantastic, uh, yeah. And yeah, and they've announced a big London show. So I'm hoping for a couple other stateside shows to be announced as well. Uh, the London show I would kill to go to. I mean, this is some of my all-time favorite bands. Uh, not only is you know The Cure is obviously headlining, uh, Ride, who I've been in love with for the past year and, and telling you guys all mm-hmm. about, will be playing it. Goldfrap, one of my favorite bands, playing <laughs> it. Slow Dive playing it. Interpol's playing oh. it. The editors are playing it. It is going to be a hell of a concert at Hyde Park, and I'm trying to figure out a way to get my oh, ass Oh, man, that would be so, fantastic. So. It's funny. It's like every time I hear Goldfrap, I think about that movie Hard Candy. And oh, yeah, great yeah. lines like that's right. Fucking hate gold frap. <laughs> I love and I got gold to see frap, I got whatever. to see Interpol play at the House of Blues for a Napster the Napster re release party, and they were like you know three hundred right. people there, and they were amazing live. And ever ever since yeah, then, I just love their good. music. Yeah, I'm a big fan. So, and a little link in the show notes. Hey, you, which isn't technically a Christmas song by The Cure, but it is Christmassy and always reminds me of Christmas. So go give it a listen. Okay, will do. Security? Ha! All right, we're having our last security ha for the year with our good friend Papa B. Dave Bittner. Star Wars, talking about (laughs) Star Wars. Wish we could bar wars. No spoilers, I haven't seen it yet. I don't know if I ever will. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I saw Star Wars last night. Listen to those dulcet tones, and now he's going to spoil and ruin the movie for us. No, no, I'm not going to spoil anything for you. I'm just going to gloat that I've seen it already, and Brian has not. Have you seen it, Jason? No, I haven't. Well, then I'm gloating over both of you, because... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Gloat all you want. This is one of those things where... I just don't care anymore. I'm I, I, I'm going to go see it Jason, eventually. Jason but I just is don't one of these care. really yeah. weird people that doesn't get excited about Star Wars. I don't know what's wrong with him. I think it's no. Well, I think there's something to that. I mean, there's so many movies to get excited over, but it, this just isn't one of them. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go watch a movie that everybody's hyped up about. It's going to be great in the theater, and then I'm going to watch it again on TV, and it's going to be terrible. It's no. like it's about the experience in the theater, I know. But uh, well, yeah, and we don't have to wait really. ten years in between Star Wars movies anymore, or twenty, or whatever. You know, it's pretty much there's there's going to be a new one every year, probably for the rest of time. Well, now years. that Disney has them, well, but I mean they're you know alternating between oh, the, the Han Solo uh, is the next. Yeah, one. we got Han Solo coming this uh, this summer, and you know we had Rogue One. So I think they're aiming for a Star Wars movie every year, and I'm okay with that. I am okay, okay with that. I am 100% on board. <laughs> I am, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no so anyway, 
Yeah. Well, Meaty. Dave and I will always be happy around Christmas time. Jason Good. will be bomb Good buggy. You guys. <laughs> we'll be playing with I'm our lightsabers. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I'm still stinging from Atomic Blonde this year. The one movie I was looking forward to that was just utter crap. Oh, well, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, before we get into the uh, the news of this week, I have a little bit of follow up. You remember probably a few months ago, we were talking about how I got some new smoke detectors for the house. Oh, yes. That are uh, smart smoke detectors. So this week I'm uh, sitting at my desk here at the CyberWire, minding my own business, and I glance over at my phone and an alert pops up that says upstairs smoke detector detects smoke. <laughs> now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Now, what, Sphincter what, clench, run out yeah, of the Well, it's an interesting little case study. What do you think your first reaction would be if this was Check the alert Check my Chinese webcams. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. That's good. Brian, what would you do? I'd be up the stairs because I don't uh, entirely trust technology. I, I'd, I would be assuming if I did not smell anything whatsoever that it's a false alarm. Yeah. But if you're not home, no. that's the point. Oh, I'm no, not, not home. home. I'm, I'm 10 minutes from home. And I'm heading home. Uh, yeah, and so my wife, who's about five minutes from home, she had keys in hand and was re- is on her way home. Um, yes. I think it's interesting that neither of us first reaction was to call 911 or call the fire department you know <laughs> oh i suppose there's that yes yeah that's uh, a good point <laughs> yeah but uh so first thing i did was i looked on the um find my friends app on the phone to see where everybody was to see if there's anybody home. Ah. and turns out my oldest son who no longer lives at home was at home he was home uh, for, you know, some holiday stuff. Cooking meth in his old bedroom. Well, you know, that was, uh, that was a possibility. Yeah, so. <laughs> so oh, it's a possibility that your son's cooking meth. Why well, are you not telling us? Uh, I don't know. I mean, probably not meth. But uh, so say there's a possibility that there could have been smoke in the house that was the responsibility that was caused by my oldest son. So we'll just leave it at well, that. Did, and <laughs> Did this happen at 420 in the afternoon? Because there's another alternate explanation. Yeah, exactly. You're getting my drift here. So. Yeah. Uh, first thing I did was call him, and uh, turns out that uh, he had been taking a long hot shower in the upstairs, uh, you know, hall bathroom. And when he opened the door, he was not running the fan in the bathroom. And when he opened the door, all the steam came out and tripped the smoke alarm because I guess smoke alarms these days just have a part of the system they have is an optical sensor. And so the optical right. sensor got oh, fogged up okay. and it triggered a smoke alarm, which, of course, freaked him out because he's, you know, on his way from the bathroom to his bedroom and uh, the smoke alarm goes off. So, you know, two minutes later, I got a notice from the smoke alarm. Smoke cleared. So that was nice. It gave me a little gave me a little follow up and um, all's well that ends well. But uh, it was an interesting little test. The funny part about this is if there was a camera in the smoke alarm. You could have just logged into the camera to watch it and seen your son frantically, while probably <laughs> dripping wet and naked, wafting his towel on right. the smoke alarm. Yes, exactly. And then just put that as your credit, <laughs> as your uh, Christmas card next year. Yes, exactly. Merry Christmas from the Bitters. Right. Yeah. That, that, and that is pretty much what I had in mind. <laughs> that, that was the image I had in mind when I once we established that everything was fine. So <laughs> at any rate, the smoke alarms work and all's well that ends well. But it's an interesting moment when you get that sort of alert on your phone. And, you know, what what would you do next? Uh, now I know. I'll check to see where everybody is. And maybe next time I should, I don't know, call the fire department. <laughs> yes, well, I'm glad I, I think did. you did the right thing. Did, yeah, yeah, because that would have been expensive. 
sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Well, I, it's true. I mean, I guess if they, because if they, I guess fire departments, you know, they'd come and they just, they just break in. They don't, they don't, they don't fool around. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they exactly. Just, yeah. They just knock the door in. <laughs> so even if there's nothing, they, yeah, <laughs> they come in hoses a blasting. So <laughs> we had a, yeah, we had a chimney fire. It, it, uh, the place I used to live out in the valley in, in LA. And, um, when when they showed up, they basically were just like, yeah, like I'm running around the house getting the pets out the back, and because the fireplace mm. caught fire, which mm-hmm. is you know it, it, mm-hmm. it, it is a thing, and all the neighbors cut, like we're sitting there watching TV, we start to hear this whistle, and then like Shay's looking out the window and it's like, why are all the neighbors coming over here? Yeah, <laughs> it's like a zombie <laughs> apocalypse with all the neighbors running towards our house. It was like, holy shit! <laughs> and turns out, yes, the chimney was on fire and spewing stuff. When the fire department got there. They were just like out of the way and just, you know, basically pushed us out of the way, threw the ladders up, got to the top of the chimney, threw off everything, basically breaking down the house and, you know, <laughs> went up into the attic. One of the guys stepped through the ceiling because he wasn't watching where he was going. Yep, He's yep. like, oh, sorry about that. And I'm yep. like, okay, thanks for that. 300 bucks. Yep. And um, but fortunately, we did have a fire, so we didn't get dinged for the no actual fire charge because it's uh, like you know a couple hundred bucks. If you call them and it's a false alarm, you uh, have to pay for that call. Ah, uh, Interesting. All right. Yeah. Well, like I say, all's well that ends well, and uh, <laughs> I hope no, you know nothing. Nothing bad happened. So, but a uh, little follow up there. So let's dig into some of uh, this week's security stories. Um, the big, w- uh, big well, story- actually, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a quick bit of follow up before we begin. Yeah, go ahead. So we talked, we talked last week about Apple and their, you know, lackadaisical approach nowadays to software. <laughs> yes, and it turns out Wired wrote an article this week that backed us up and uh, it's called making sense of Apple's recent security stumbles, but they came to the same conclusion that basically I think a lot of us have. It's just like, slow your roll guys. Yeah. Step back, get it done because they even pointed out snow leopard as one of the most stable releases in OS 10 history because they did just that And high Sierra is the opposite, even though it's supposed to be one of the point releases where they fix everything. So they're just like, guys, we need you to take a look at what you're doing and fix it because this is getting out of hand. Yeah. And it seems to me like what would be the downside for Apple? I, I guess from the marketing point of view, having an annual release, uh, you know, with your developers conference and all that sort of thing generates a certain amount of excitement and everyone likes all the new stuff. But uh, I, even if you took a year off to kind of get your house in order, would mm-hmm. Apple really suffer from that? I, I don't I don't think so. No, because they're either. not selling the operating exactly. system. Exactly. It's it makes sense. And and you can't even point to saying that, oh, Mac sales might go down because Mac sales are such a small portion of Apple's actual revenue now. You know, it yeah. makes no sense that they wouldn't take the time off and actually get everything back to where it needs to be. It's true. Although I do I do make the point when because a lot of people point that out that what what a small percentage uh, Apple's Mac sales are. But the flip side of that is that there, every other computer manufacturer in the world would love to have Apple's Mac sales business. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it's a small part of Apple's business, but it's still a massive. Yeah. <laughs> if you spun that off as a company, it would be massive. Yeah, they, they do well so. with uh, selling the CPUs <laughs> you know, so at a premium. Yeah, the iPhone is basically, you know, just kind of dwarfed it, but it's still like huge, huge multi-billion dollar business. But anyway, I'm glad that Wired has come to, uh, to agree with us. Yeah, so. I, I think that's a pretty common uh, thought that's making its way around. So we'll see what Apple does. It's interesting times for them. Uh, looking at some other stuff this week, uh, the big story in the cybersecurity world was uh, there's a new bit of malware 
that targets industrial safety systems. Um, you know, looking back historically, you all remember Stuxnet, which was the uh, the piece of malware that destroyed the uranium enrichment centrifuges. That's the one that. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. legend has it that we were responsible for that, probably w- along with the Israelis. Um, and then uh, after that came um, Crash Override. That was the one that took down the Ukrainian power grid. And now we have a third one. Um, this is called, it depends on who you ask. There, Of course, these things all get different names. But uh, Triton is one of the names of it. And uh, I believe, um, another, I believe... Um, Dragos is calling it Tritus, but Triton, Tritus, we'll go with Triton. That seems to be the one that's sticking. Uh, the folks at FireEye have released a report about this, and it's uh, they discovered it in some facilities in the Middle East. There are some companies who are saying it's Saudi Arabia, but it's still a little fuzzy as to the details of where it is. But what's particularly interesting about this is that these industrial control systems uh, are designed so that when they fail, they go into fail-safe mode, which means when stuff stops working, it automatically switches to the mode that is the safest. And usually that means right. shutting things down. So, uh, in fact, that's how this was discovered, is that uh, a uh, system shut itself down unexpectedly, automatically. And in figuring out why that happened, that's how uh, FireEye and some of the other researchers discovered that this Triton malware was in the system. So what's disturbing about this is that it includes functionality that can disable those fail-safes. Ooh, and, that's not good. Right, can disable the fail-safes and also can disable the signaling and the alerting to the people who are controlling these systems that there's anything wrong. So you could be sitting there at your control system and looking at you know, <laughs> all, everything looks like it's running the way it should be. And unbeknownst to you, there could be systems that are failing and, uh, you know, bad things going down. And uh, as Raleigh from Dragos, who, um, you know, we've uh, had some excerpts from him on this show. Uh, he's one of our regulars over on the CyberWire, really one of the top guys when it comes to this sort of stuff. Um, he was saying that, you know, things could go bad uh, in a hurry with this sort of thing. This, this is the sort of thing where you could have loss of life. That's kind of that's that's terrifying. That's that's terrifying. Yeah. So so far, uh, you know, we just got this one case in the Middle East. Um, attribution is weak on this. Uh, they say the Iranians would be the usual suspects, but nobody's a hundred percent sure. When is anybody a hundred percent sure? Yeah. Well, you know, there are varying degrees <laughs> of certainty. Um, <laughs> You know, there's, I mean, a lot. Well, of, I know we've talked about it on the show that attribution is one of those things that's really difficult, right? And most of the time, doesn't really matter. Let's fix the problem, you know. Yeah. So, uh, no signs of this being anywhere else, but uh, this isolated incident in the Middle East, and they think that they're probably just sort of testing things out and feeling around and figuring out what they can and can't do. But you know, it's a sign of things to come. It's a sign that, that uh, these capabilities are out there, and nation states are interested in them. And everybody's testing out each other's systems to see what they could or could not do in a case where they had to or wanted to cause uh, a little bit of chaos. Yeah. God. Computers. Yay. <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> Computers. What are we going to do with them? Yeah. Throw them in the lake. Yeah. That's it. I mean, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, Grumpy Old Geeks next year is going to be a letter writing mm-hmm. campaign. Right. So we need, <laughs> right. we need you all to send us your address and we'll just, we'll It'll just, just put out a, a lot of stamps. Chain letter. Yeah. We'll just. Send, yeah. Send, that's it. Right. Don't break the chain or you'll, your, uh, your industrial control system will fail. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
Right. So anyway, I mean, you know, this well, isn't the sort of yeah. thing that's going to affect any of us in our daily lives today, but it's just sort of a sign of things to come and where, where things are, where things are headed and the kinds of things that these folks are worried about. Uh, this is the world we're in these days. Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, the past couple of weeks, Dave, you and I have been talking about cell phone tracking. Yep. Um in particular, this started over Thanksgiving, so we'll just carry it on to Christmas. Uh, right now, the Supreme Court is mulling over the case of Carpenter versus the United States, which we are hoping to get a good result on in terms of consequences for police who track suspects without a warrant via their cell phones. Uh, but none of that may matter anymore. Uh, four engineers at the Princeton at Princeton University have revealed a brand new method for identifying the location of a cell phone user um, using only data that can be legally collected by an app developer without the consent of a cell phone's owner. Researchers have been able to produce a privacy attack that can accurately pinpoint a user's location and trajectory without accessing the device's GPS system at all. <laughs> so <laughs> I love this. Uh, what they're stating here. All you need is your phone's internal compass, uh, an air pressure reading, a few free-to-download maps, and a weather report, and they can find you. Yeah. Oh, that's genius. It really is genius, isn't it? Right? I, that's what that I love about genius. it. It is. Just, and you, as you read through this article, and I recommend people do, you just go, oh, God, this is so clever. And it totally makes sense. Yes. It's a process of elimination. Yes, it does. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> okay, that makes me happy. That makes me happy. I love clever well, hacks like yeah, that. Yeah, it's super clever. Uh, uh, you could be happy for the hack and still be disturbed by the actual reality of it. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I don't care. I mean, they, they know where I'm at anyway, but I just think this is fun. This is a fun hack. Because, yeah, is. You it's could... very clever. Oh, I love yeah. It. So, I mean, to clarify, you're just sort of, you're correlating the lo the direction that you're moving, the barometric pressure of where you are, the speed at which you're moving, which allows them to determine if you're in a car or a plane or a or a train or something like that. And then they just correlate that with what they know about the terrain. Yep. And there's only so many places where you could turn <laughs> left and then turn right. And at this speed, and they just, what did they say? Like it was a dozen turns. They could figure out where somebody was in Philadelphia or something like that. Really? Yeah, something like cool. that. Pretty cool. <laughs> I, I really dig this. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty badass. I, I got a little giddy when I saw that. Yeah, but, good uh, for them. Clever humans. a little frightening. Now, here in Los Angeles, uh, Starbucks basically serves as everybody's free office. Um, <laughs> anybody that's working on any kind of screenplay. Or, <laughs> you gotta have you your know, screenplay out, yep. <laughs> gotta have your screenplay out. Everybody goes to the Starbucks, gets on their free Wi-Fi, and uh, basically works and destroys any possibility of anybody who's just getting a cup of coffee uh, uh, having a place to sit down, because you can't. Uh, in Argentina, this might be a little bit more involved uh an argentinian starbucks was discovered to be hacking customers computers when they logged into the free wi-fi in order to mine for cryptocurrency because of course <laughs> of course just yeah, yeah so this guy great. found out about it tweeted them said did you know that your in-store wi-fi provider in buenos Aires forces a 10 second delay when you first connect to the wi-fi so it can mine bitcoin using a customer's laptop feels a little off brand <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, and uh, this so have a mocha crypto on us. <laughs> yeah, this was the third party provider, not Starbucks, who's uh, responsible for. I mean, ultimately, it's Starbucks' responsibility, but ultimately, yeah. yes, it is. Yeah, uh, yeah, quite clever. Uh, we've talked about this before, Jason, because there was the the Pirate Bay, which uh, recently tested the use of the same technology as yeah. uh, basically instead of running ads, we're just going to you know let you use our site, and we're going to mine some cryptocurrency while you do it yeah they were they were um, mining monero yep. for that and, yeah. and that's a that's a common javascript library that people are using for sure yep 
So I think we're going to be seeing a lot more of this. I think you're right. And uh, I'm of two minds yeah. of it. On the one hand, if I give you – it seems like a, a, a reasonable deal to make if you say to me, hey, in exchange for this thing I'm giving you for free, can I use some of your processor cycles? And, you know, we, we were all in on this when we were trying to detect aliens. I had sold <laughs> yeah. SETI. I remember yeah, that. absolutely. Yep, SETI at home. I, I suspect SETI's probably still running. I don't know. I haven't done it in a while. But uh, Well, they haven't found anyone yet, so <laughs> right. I guess so. But, well, we've got to check that right. asteroid that's flying through. Yeah, we've got to check out that cigar asteroid, asteroid yeah, that's but, coming. Uh, yes. yeah. On the other hand, uh, allowing someone to run code on your machine remotely is probably just not a very good idea. So. I mean, if it's yes, sandbox JavaScript, I can, I'm okay with it as long as I have the option to say, hey, you know what I want? I want a slider that says you can have this, this percent of process mm. and like, okay, so this, this page has 27 ads on it. So I'm going to, you know, it can do the little <laughs> slider and the number of ads decreases as I go. That might be a way to right. do it, but... Uh, or, you know, just any uh, consent or knowledge, yeah. because that's not <laughs> right. what that's was true. occurring here. That's so, yeah. Excellent point, <laughs> Brian. Yeah. yeah, any consent at all would just yes. be a breath of fresh air, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes, it would. But yeah. that's not the internet we've made <clears throat> no, for ourselves, is it? <laughs> the, I was, the Pirate Bay stepped on their own dick with this because they had a, a flaw in their JavaScript that didn't use 10% of the customer's <laughs> processor. They used 100%, mm. and that's how they got found out. Because, yeah. you know... Programming hard, <laughs> zeros hard. Yeah, well, and, the, and the, every time you hit their website, your fans all spin up to to maximum speed. Exactly. <laughs> that should only happen on Pornhub. Damn it. <laughs> that's that's right, right. That's right. Well, finally this week, uh, another one of those uh, sort of funny stories. You know, you, you figure you're going to get mugged, you're going to get robbed. Somebody's going to say your money or your life. In this case, this is uh, your Ethereum password or your life. Um, a man. Had his friend kidnapped to steal $1.8 million worth of Ethereum. Uh, this is another one of those crooks are stupid kinds of things. Uh, guy had a buddy <laughs> over to his house and uh, told him he was going to have a car service drive him back to his house. Turns out the car service wasn't a car service. It was a bad dude with a gun who demanded the uh, 24-word secret passphrase. So I have to tip my hat to him for... Having a secure passphrase, 24 words, that's, uh, yeah, you know, he wasn't it. fooling around, but, you know, I, I guess you can you spit that out pretty quickly when you're at the other, uh, the unfriendly end of a of a piece of, um, of a firearm. And uh, so um, later on, there was some video surveillance where they found uh, this guy uh, in the person's apartment, the person who got his stuff stolen, stealing his digital wallet. Uh, again, this is another one of those uh, shape of things to come kind of thing. And, and the, the article makes some good points, which is that if you're investing in cryptocurrency, even though this is the shiny new thing and it's fun to talk about and it's kind of cool and sexy and all that sort of thing, um, keep it to yourself. Don't there's no oh, reason to, to share <laughs> or, 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 you know, don't talk about it on your podcast. podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oops. <laughs> Oopsies. <laughs> You know, uh, Jason, we might need to do some editing. I think we might need to yeah. edit that intro a little bit. Oh, oh. dear. <laughs> so with that, gentlemen, I wish I bid you adieu. Have a good week. <laughs> you as well. And uh, uh, by the way, I sold all uh, my I cryptocurrency see, yes. that I mentioned at the very beginning of the show. Yes, that is gone. Yes. So. If you if you log into my Chinese security cameras, you can see me selling my, my crypto right <laughs> now. It's all gone. <laughs> and Dave, your mention of your money or your life reminded me of a great movie that I saw a long time ago called Plunkett in okay. McLean. This has Johnny Lee Miller, Robert Carlyle, and Alan Cummings in it, and uh, it was from 1999. Great under, 
represented movie that I think everybody should check out over the holiday season. Hmm. So if you're into highway robbery, much like cryptocurrency is these days, um, it's, a, it's a fantastic movie to check out. I'm just going to throw that out there because you got me you got me thinking about that. And I love that movie. It's a it's a it's a gem. All right. Well, very good. All right. I'm going to go uh, go uh, gloat some more about Star Wars. So, uh... yeah, I knew All that right. was coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> May the force be with you. We'll talk about it soon. All right. <laughs> bye bye. Brick a brick. So I found this over at the Quartz. Um, and I, mm-hmm. I'm always confused by their domain. It's QZ.com. And I always think of New Zealand for some reason when I see that. <laughs> Me too. Uh, <laughs> and the article is AI isn't just taking away our privacy. It's destroying our free will. And it's funny because this points out something that I've been just trying to wrap my head around and, and kind of get a con- like a concrete uh, label around what this is. And I, I'm just calling it the end of serendipity. Because in the old days, mm-hmm. we would just bounce around and find stuff and serendipitously find things. And now everything right. is so controlled the, uh, you know, by the AIs, as they say, uh, <laughs> to, to shove the shit that they think that you're going to like down your throat. And I just, you know, I'm, I'm kind of over this crap. I really <laughs> am. It's just like, I think everything I'm going to do from now on is going to be in private mode with just, you know, fake accounts. I, I, I want to be able to look around the Internet like I used to be able to and see things that I disagree with because maybe I'll change my mind sometimes. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, this uh, this reminds me, I, I read through this article and I thought it was a really good read. And it reminded me a little bit about what I was talking about last week about my own iTunes library versus going to Spotify or Tidal yeah. <laughs> or any streaming service where, where you're getting these AI generated whatever bullshit uh, playlists and 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 selections thrown at you, as opposed to me viewing my own personal curated iTunes library, um, and, and how these our choices are intensely personal things, and they're being taken away from us uh, either via these algorithms or removing the methodologies that we are used to and the narrowing processes that we've already engaged in. Instead, we're being told we should trust these things that know us better than us. No, they don't, and they're not that good. And I don't know if they're ever going to be that good. And it's frustrating. And anybody over the age of, say, 30 at this point, you've already curated your own personal libraries of whatever it is, books, music, TV, etc. And we're losing those libraries all the time and being told that we don't need that anymore because everything is on tap and we'll tell you and we'll show you what we want you to see. No, I don't fucking want that. I want what I want to see and I want it to be my choice. Damn it. And end rant. (laughs) <laughs> Everything kind of went to hell with uh, Amazon's you might also like algorithm. Yeah. I, I, well, we were told that this was going to change everything and, and they were going to get so fine tuned that they would be perfect and we'd be so happy with the choices that come to us. But that doesn't seem to be the no, reality. I mean, look at the millions of dollars Netflix has spent on their recommendation algorithms and all the contests that they had. Yep. Because mm-hmm. they think that, you know, a 0.1% increase in the algorithm's efficiency will generate more dollars. And it's like, guys, come on. <laughs> you, what you should do is not have to give us a secret library that we have to go Google for and find all the links to, to be able to go dive deep into your catalog. It's like, give us better, give us better discovery tools, not just shoving it down our face. Yeah, I agree. Well, we may not need to worry about it too much longer. Uh, there's apparently a cigar-shaped asteroid watching okay. us. Okay, maybe in, in theory. theory. So starting at 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Wednesday, researchers with the Breakthrough Listen initiative began pointing a powerful radio telescope toward a mysterious object visiting the solar system. 
hopefully hopeful that they can detect signs that that interstellar interloper is actually of alien origin. The object in question is, I cannot pronounce this, umamama, an asteroid from another star system currently zipping past Jupiter at about 196,000 miles per hour, too fast to be trapped by the sun's gravitational pull. It was first discovered in mid-October by astronomers at the Pan-STARRS Project at the University of Hawaii. It is 800 meters long, 80 meters wide, cigar-shaped, and technically speaking, weird as hell. And that's precisely why some scientists think it's not a natural object. Now, I've, I've, I've known about this for a while. This has been in the news, in the, in the science geeky news for a while, because this is the first object in our solar system that comes from outside the solar system that is not just a general asteroid. And it's yep. not going to get, you know, uh, gravitationally locked by the sun's gravitational pull because it's going too fast. And yes, and it's not, it's, it's just basically a rock is what everybody's yep. said up until you put this in here. And I'm like, what? Huh? <laughs> because, yeah, it's I mean, it's on its way out at this point. But this is this is interesting that people are thinking that it's of course it, it will. Alien means it's not from our solar system or it yes. obviously is from its alien origin. So, um, but yes, is it an intelligent rock? Is it got, you know, does it have a tape recorder on it? Probably not. <laughs> That's what people are wondering. Probably not. But uh, I do enjoy the story. So it's worth the okay. read and, and it's nice to think about, but I'm sure it's nothing. okay. Speaking Sadly. of more sci-fi things, uh, there's a great article over on Futurism. It's not even an article. It's just a little video uh, about Ford employees who are using exoskeletons to kind of make their jobs easier. And I'm looking at these things. I watched the video and they're really cool because these people have to hold their arms over their head like for a very long time during the day to rivet in shit on your car. And these are just, yep. just kind of hold them up and like support their spine. And I thought they were really cool. I, I, I really enjoyed the, the short video, and I'm like, man, I could really use that sometimes. <laughs> My back hurts at the end of the day. But uh, I have taken your video clip, and I have replaced it with the Aliens Power Loader clip, because I like yeah, that better. it's true. Yes. It's... Those are both in the show notes. Okay. <laughs> and I did a, a, a link in a previous show to a hater for, I can't even remember which catalog it was, but uh, I like this one even better. This is the 2017 Hater's Guide to the Williams-Sonoma okay. Catalog. It is a fun, fantastic read. I will just read their their little quote about the Williams-Sonoma wine aerator. No decanting required. Okay, but if no decanting is required, why is there a decanter on sale for $62.99 <laughs> right above it? What kind of hustle you guys pull in? Keep in mind that they sold an aerator with a decanter last year, so now I'm completely spun around. Do I aerate? Do I decant? Do I aerate and decant? Or do I hold my glass of wine up to the light and swirl it majestically and cry out to the table, the tannins, I have given the tannins life and you shall kneel before me in their glory. I'm just looking for some guidance. <laughs> and it goes on and on to that realm, and it's quite funny. Oh, that is funny. I, I do like, I, I have a wine aerator and decanter set myself, and it does work. So do yes, I. You can take a bottle of three buck chuck and turn it into a bottle of six buck chuck. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. So this morning I found uh, an article over at the Huffington Post, which was very interesting. It's called Poor Millennials. It is a very right. long read, but it, it kind of breaks down. Why millennials are so screwed. And <laughs> it, at the end, I'm, I'm like, I'm halfway through it because it's a very long article. But the thing about it that I really like is there's some serious web design that went into this article. It is. I noticed it is that. So good. You scroll and there's animations and it's like, you know, it's designed and built like the way we used to do it. Yes, it's quite a nice page. I was really glad that somebody put uh, put the time and effort into it. And the interesting thing about it 
this has to be one of their, you know, big, big deal articles. I looked at my ad blocker because sometimes when I go to these sites, I look at my ad blocker to see if I've broken a hundred yet on the ads that are, so it's mm-hmm. usually around 50 per page that I go to <laughs> zero. They didn't put a single ad in this thing. Oh, very nice. It was really cool. But yeah, it's, I mean, God, it's, it is such a, a good read. This is, I mean, good reporting from the Huffington Post. Wow. I know. A, a good reporting and good design. It's amazing. And no ads, but uh, it's incredibly depressing. This is a lot of stuff that we've been talking about for quite some while. So uh, if you're a millennial, you can at least enjoy it while you read it, uh, and then you can cry yeah, after. Definitely. I mean, it's just, it really, yeah, I've got a lot of thoughts about this one. I might say, I might put them together and save them for another episode, because uh, there's a, okay. I, there's a lot to think about in here, about how we've kind of just screwed everything up, especially with the gig economy. My God. Yeah. <laughs> I got an ad in my email this week from Amazon AWS, and it's for Mm -hmm. Amazon Recognition, which is a deep learning based image and video analysis tool that you can throw your images at and they will do facial recognition from a pool that you set. Or it can check celebrities for you, too, if you are looking for a celebrity in your images. Right. Apparently, though, it doesn't come with spell check because they spelled recognition (laughs) very poorly. It's R-E-K-O-G-nition. Um, come on, guys. You're Amazon. It is somewhat unclear as to why you would this do that. This makes no sense for me, for, from an Amazon. <laughs> I, just, I, I am befuddled. I am thoroughly befuddled am by this naming change. It just, yeah, because Amazon just generally doesn't do this sort of lame-ass Web 2.0 word yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, uh, granted, on, to give them a little bit of credit, they kept all the vowels, so... Which is new, but yeah, why, why, what, why? This makes no sense. If if somebody <laughs> who's listening to this show can tell me why they named their product this, please enlighten me because I have no idea. And yes, so uh, yes, more on more on over at Amazon naming and branding. You are the moron of the week. <laughs> Second moron of the week, and this one, this is <laughs> shooting fish in a barrel. Twitter, uh, yes. Twitter now admits that they're product is way too hard to use with a couple new ads that came out did you get a chance to watch these ads i did they're very funny and they're very, <laughs> very true funny i gotta say uh romesh uh uh however you say that uh is the comedian that is in the ads and he is hilarious i gotta give him that at least um but yeah I, I see that they're trying to take the piss out of themselves but why don't you just fix your product instead of making ads? or fix the product <laughs> that's that is that is an it option really is an option fix the product <laughs> fix the ui if people come to your if people come to your product and they don't know what to click on or press tell them <laughs> yes don't snapchat this shit come on you guys have enough money where you can figure it out and i know i a lot of my friends who are top tier ui and ux designers have gone through the halls of twitter and have come out the other side shaking their head going I couldn't get a goddamn thing done in there. <laughs> and it's like, so fire your executive management who won't let people do their jobs. Feedback loop. We've got some Patreon followers this week. Lawrence D., Michael H., Josh J., and Elaine. Yep, and Elaine wrote, Hey, gents, forgive typos and punctuation. Just want to get this question out before bed. A few weeks ago, you mentioned air humidifier. Can you please remind me of the make, model, brand, etc.? Appreciative of your attention and help. Normally, I would say go to GOG.show, click the little search box, and find it your damn self, but you're a Patreon subscriber, so for that, you get special attention. 
It is the Honeywell HCM350W germ-free cool mist humidifier, comma, white. <laughs> the funny thing about this is a friend of mine who does not listen to the show, so I can say this with, with uh, great, great certainty that she will not hear this before. She gets it for Christmas because I ordered her one okay, uh, to help with the air quality in Los Angeles because with all the fires, a humidifier is good for taking that ash out of the air. It is. So I ordered her one. And I got, an, I got a notification this morning that the package had been delivered. So I texted her. I'm like, hey, your Christmas present is on your porch. Lo and behold, I walk out to go get my mail. What is there on my porch? But a giant box from Amazon that says gift enclosed. <laughs> Oopsies. Somebody picked the wrong drop down when ordering a gift. So now I have two Honeywell HCM350W germ-free cool mist humidifier, comma, whites. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Talk about feeling like a dumbass. Oh, well, it happens. Uh, Lauren's also wrote us over at Patreon. Hi, I'm quitting Patreon due to the policy change. I'll bundle uh, every few months to your PayPal instead. Stay real, stay grumpy. Hey, Lawrence, thanks for that. Appreciate it. Any way it comes, uh, Patreon did fix that issue. So. And Rusty writes in, hey, guys, thanks for the explanation about the Patreon issue. I, I received an email from them acknowledging their bonehead move and their intent to reverse it. Based on this, I have reinstated my pledge and upped it to help you cover the fees. Thanks again for the information regarding tech and security. No, Russ. Thank you. Yes, thank you. And we got some people over at PayPal. Uh, some of them, I think, were fleeing Patreon. Others are just <laughs> new, so that, which is nice. Uh, Bernard M., beer and cookie money for the boys and the babies. You guys make my week. Is that sad or what? Just kidding. Stay grumpy. Oh, my 2007 Prius runs great. Just don't run over me. That's <laughs> all I Don't run ask. over Brian, please. <laughs> and Al L. writes in, thanks, guys. Can't get enough. Enough of the politics. Having said that, fuck Trump. There, let's move on. All right. Agreed. <laughs> Brian B. says annual subscription F Patreon. All right. Thank you, Brian <laughs> okay. B. Christian Z. writes in, sorry, I canceled my Patreon, but I'll replace it with a yearly donation. Not sure how much you have to pay PayPal, but I hope less money is lost during my transmission this way. Actually, if you're giving a yearly donation, yes, it is much less. So yes. thank you very much. Thank you. Over at Facebook, uh, Richard left us a comment, FAO Brian. We also couldn't find the music following an Amazon Echo change. We use the Echo every night at bedtime with our young child, similar age to yours. Thankfully, my wife, Rachel Hughes, saved the day. Alexa, play dot, dot, dot from my library. Phew. I must have previously added it to my library. Now bedtimes are back to normal. Uh, I tried that. Did not work for me. So I'm still stuck with the playlist solution. Uh, I wonder on his library if, if he's using the Amazon Music library. Could be. Yeah, because I'm yeah. still doing Spotify. So. Uh, he also says, FAO Jason, I also have a four-legged daughter, so double trouble. Keep up the good work. I love the podcast. Hashtag Amazing GOG. Amazing GOG. <laughs> yes. Doesn't roll off the tongue, but thank you very it much. It does not. And I've renamed Twitter. We have some comments over at Twitter. I've renamed it Twatter Waffler, because <laughs> that seemed funny to me last night right before I passed out. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, Adult NyQuil does that to you. <laughs> yes, it does. 6502 Chip writes in, regarding the traffic apps, we still have data issues on the island, and uh, this is uh, Gabriel Pagan over in Puerto Rico, by the way. Yes. Workers from the USA get hopelessly lost all the time trying to get to affected areas. People have lost sense of direction and the skill of using maps. Yes, they have. <laughs> yes, they have. Mm -hmm. uh, and friend of the show, Dog Burps over on Twitter, which is Kyle. Enjoyed the show this week. Made my morning commute a breeze. I recently finished a German time travel series called Dark. Of course it is. It's German. It's not going to be sunny side up <laughs> on Netflix that you guys might enjoy. If you can get through the shit English dub or read subs, it's worth the twisty dramatic storytelling. I look forward to that. I'll check yeah. that out. Added to my queue and I will do subs. I much prefer subs. Me too. I, I like the nuance of the original acting. Yes, yes. And I, you know, speak a little German, so 
It's all good. And yeah. Song of the Oz writes in, hey, guys, will you be talking about HP's latest, quote unquote, accidental keylogger news? Uh, we are right now for a short bit because <laughs> I was going to go. I have a new HP laptop that is an old HP laptop that I got on Woot. Um, I'm pretty sure it's going to have that problem. So uh, next time or maybe not. Who knows? Uh, yeah, uh, it seems to have been fixed by HP. So we're probably going to skip it. Yeah, there we go. And Brian Doherty sent us uh, a retweet from Botnik Studios saying, I think you guys might like this. Uh, the Botnik Studios, we use predictive keyboards trained on all seven books to ghostwrite the spellbinding new Harry Potter chapter. Did you read this, Jason? I didn't. But you know what I saw? I saw a lot of quotes coming through Twitter this week mm-hmm. that was uh, that was basically based on this and people were quoting it and they were mm-hmm. very funny. So I'm definitely going to go back <laughs> and check out the article. Very cool. Uh, we got some five-star ratings over on iTunes this week. Quite a few Woo-hoo! of them. So thank you very much, everybody. Uh, the first is from Rachel. Uh, a great combination of tech information and humor. Find out how tech companies are screwing us this week and how to protect yourself from rogue smart toasters and other perils of the internet. Now, this is a U.S. Uh, review, but she did spell humor in the British fashion. Well, you know, we do like immigrants over here. Well, at least some of us well, do. Well, some of us do. Yes, I, I being one of them. So anyways, yes. this next one comes from Helios247. Gold star, you guys are great. Format is fantastic, and your reviews are concise and knowledgeable. <laughs> I can't recommend this podcast enough. If you are interested in keeping up with the Joneses of the tech world, this is the place to be. So thank nice. you very much. Thank you. And our next one comes from Norway. X, Mr. X. Great podcast. I'm new to this podcast, but I love it. The good thing now is I have 200 more episodes to listen to. Well, I'm out playing in the snow here in Norway. Keep up the good work, guys. Quick quick question. What are some movies that you would recommend watching? Harvard Toning. The Last Jedi, I, I'm guessing, is going to be very good. <laughs> uh, I'm not really a movie guy. Jason is. He even has his own podcast that he occasionally does about them. So Yes, I recommend go, go, go to doesithavelegs.com and check out 40 of our favorite movies that are some of our favorites. I recommend checking out The 13th Warrior with Antonio Banderas, directed by John McTiernan. It's from 1999, but it's a fantastic movie. It's a retelling of Beowulf. Well, and for Christmas, Die Hard. Uh, it's also the Die Hard. Christmas movie. That's there true. Go. Yeah, go yeah. back and watch Die Hard. Yes, and our final uh, five-star rating for the week, and we only got five-star ratings. It's not like we're cherry-picking. Is from Self-Destruct264. Funny, current, effed up. Super entertaining. <laughs> Wish there were fewer F-bombs so I could listen to while my children were around. Hey, you put an F-bomb in your review. Yeah. What the hell? So, there you go. <laughs> if you want your question or comment read on the show, head over to GOG.show slash support and send us your feedback or questions that we can read on the air. And if you're so inclined, please head over to GOG.show slash iTunes and toss us a five-star in a snarky review. And as always, please tell your friends. Closing shout outs. I just want to throw a quick mention that next week we're going to have a shorter episode because we have things to do. It's Christmas, mofos. That's right. But uh, yeah, thanks everybody, though, for uh, sticking with us this long. We love you. We do. Uh, I have a couple shout outs this week. Uh, Came across my social feeds, which I don't have to pay more money for yet. Uh, meet the elderly woman who will not stop being goth no matter what anyone says. Shout out to, <laughs> to her name is uh, Jillian Venters, otherwise known as the Lady of the Manners. She runs a website dedicated to goth culture and considers herself goth as well. Uh, 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 two big thumbs up. You live your life. You do you. And I, I used to be goth. I love this stuff. Uh, that's fantastic. And the photos on her site and in this article are just uh, unbelievably great. I, it just gave me a big old chuckle, which okay, I'll check aren't it out. supposed to do. <laughs> 
Uh, and in light of news, and even though the song isn't specifically about what the FCC just did in net neutrality, uh, shout out to Eric Idle and his song, Fuck the FCC. Go listen to it. Listen to it proud. Right. And my final shout out, uh, because I have spent a little bit more time on Twitter recently because there's so much to be outraged about. I want to give a shout out to the British singer-songwriter Lily Allen. I love watching her on Twitter, um, more so than her music now, to be honest. She's a, she's a goddamn legend shutting down trolls on Twitter. Absolutely fantastic. So fun to watch. Uh, until next time, I'm Brian Schallmeister. And I'm Jason DeFilippo. Thanks for listening to Grumpy Old Geeks. To support the show and keep us on the air, go to patreon.com slash GOG. They fixed it. Toss us a buck a month and we'll love you forever. If you'd like to give a one-time donation, go to GOG.show and click the PayPal button in the sidebar. Show notes for this episode are at GOG.show slash 239. From there, you can find links to old episodes, leave feedback, ask questions, and get links to stuff we like. Stay grumpy, and we'll see you briefly next week.